Hey pals, this is Blaine Hill at the Lake Murray Presbyterian Church in Chapin, South Carolina, and the Simply Stated Podcast. And today is April 27th, 2021, and I want to talk to you about how to read the Bible. Now, the reason I, I thought to share this with you, this is very basic, simple, uh, but essential Christian stuff. And the reason I thought to share it with you is I came across someone uh, handed to me some uh, a really terrible uh, interpretation of scripture. Uh, I'm not going to inflict that on you, uh, but they, they shared some interpretation of scripture that uh, seemingly ignored what scripture was about in the past and how we should use it now, but I'm not going to inflict that on you. I thought what we would do is just take some very simple guides on how to read your Bible. And um, this is uh, an area in which, of course, there's great depth and we can spend lots of time and educate ourselves but the good news is that the Holy Spirit works to help us understand Scripture. And as we use our mind to do that, there are three questions you can ask yourself that can be very helpful. What did this passage of Scripture mean long ago when it was written? Uh, what does it mean today in general? And what does it mean for me? So what did it mean long ago? What does it mean every time, really? And what does it mean for me? Um, and we're going to start with that first question, what did Scripture mean long ago? And to do this, we're going to look and listen to a, a piece of Scripture that many of us know, the first few verses, first few lines of the 23rd Psalm. Let me read those for us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. So those are just three lines. We're just going to look at those with our three questions in mind. So the... So we're going to ask first, what, what did Scripture mean then? And uh, sometimes the, the passage tells us what it's trying to do. The beginning of Luke's gospel, he says he wants to lay out an orderly account of the events of Jesus' life. Um, so sometimes our, 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 our writer tells us exactly what he's trying to do. Um, but we can often uh, infer what that meant simply from the word. So we hear, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, a shepherd is a, we understand what a shepherd is, but it's kind of a, just a conception. We don't see shepherds very often. Uh, but back when this was written, we can say roughly in the time of King David, and uh, which is about a thousand years before Jesus, 3,000 years ago. At that time, shepherds were very common. The Israelites, God's people, uh, were uh, a sheep herding people, and sheep often includes goats too. Uh, many of the people who heard these verses, maybe all of them, had spent time looking after sheep uh, or uh, had family members who did, even if it wasn't their work all the time. Maybe they had spent a summer out helping with the family uh, looking after sheep. So they were familiar with what a, a shepherd, it was part of their common experience. And so what does a shepherd do? Well, a shepherd cares for a flock. That's what a shepherd's job is, to care for the flock. And uh, maybe that's helpful. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So the shepherd looks after the whole group uh, together. And that would have been something that people saw all the time in their semi-nomadic lifestyle, would be sheep uh, the, uh, moving around. That's where they would have gotten their meat, is mostly from sheep when they ate it. The Lord is my shepherd. So that they, they would have seen that as a very practical, everyday thing, not a, a sort of romantic notion. I shall not want. Now, when we say I want something, we usually mean a desire. It's something we desire to have. But 
In this sense, it means to lack, to need. Um, I shall not lack anything that I need to have. Um, at risk of seeming silly, we were all startled last year when we couldn't find toilet paper uh, or sometimes milk uh, or, uh, you know, personal protection gear. It was something that we wanted in the sense of not just desiring, but that we needed and were without. Well, lacking things they needed was much more common in Jesus' day. Uh, people would, if there was a famine, that could be a very local event. There could be a local drought and people would go without the food that they needed. Um, and uh, the sheep could go without the grass that they needed. Um, and so it was a lot easier to lack the basics of life back then. So when our, our speaker says, I shall not want, that's a real expression of a, a deep expression of confidence in God providing. Uh, so the, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Well, that's a very lovely image, <clears throat> but it would have been more immediate in the day that it was written. I don't know a lot about sheep, but from what I understand is sheep will not take themselves to where there is good food. If you let a horse or a cow loose, they'll wander around and find food. But sheep will will just eat the grass where they are down to the to the dirt. And then they won't wander off and find a better pasture. They'll stay there and grow sick and be get prey, predators will come get them. They need the shepherd to move them from one place to another place so that they can have green grass. So this, the Lord is my shepherd. He lead, um, I lost my, my train of thought. Uh, he makes me lie down in green pastures. That means... That is an acknowledgement that we need the Lord to take us to what we need. That we, it's not simply uh, doing us a favor to take us to the good grass. <coughs> but the Lord recognizes the ways we can't care for ourselves. Similarly, uh, the Lord leads us beside the still waters. Goodness. Um, wish I had a little still water right now. The... Um, Sheep won't drink from a babbling brook. They need quiet, calm water. They're so afraid of water, they won't drink water, uh, even if they're very thirsty and hot and need it. But if the water's flowing, they won't drink it. They have to be not only taken to what they need, but in the way they need it. And again, to say the Lord leads us beside the still waters, that's the speaker is acknowledging that not only do we, do we, we need the Lord to provide things in the way that we can receive them. So I wanted to, I explore this with you just to show you that even considering uh, how, what the Psalm meant long ago, you can see there's a real richness there. And as you're asking yourself, what did this passage mean long ago? There are a lot of good questions to ask. You can say, okay, what and where are the places and do they matter to the story? how are people related to this story? It's it's worth knowing, okay, David is the good shepherd, or David is the writer of this psalm, we think, and, and he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, David was a shepherd. And so when people heard that, they would have connected it to David's experience as a shepherd and, and David's uh, killing of Goliath because of his experience as a shepherd. And those stories start to come together. We can start to ask questions about culture, you know, and, and as you read your Bible, things like, what's a Samaritan? Uh, what was Rome like in the New Testament? What was the temple like in the Old Testament? How did people worship before there was a temple in the Old Testament? Those are all the kinds of questions we can ask 
uh, of a piece of scripture when we ask ourselves this essential first question, what did the scripture mean when it was written and read in the past? So that's our first question. What did it mean then? Then we can start to ask ourselves, okay, we have a sense of what the scripture is about. What does it mean to us today? What does it mean today or all days? What's the general principle that we can get from our scripture? Well, if we read the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Well, at least one thing to learn from that is that God uh, cares for us. God cares for his people and provides for them. So that's something that we can take away, a principle about God's character that we can take away. And so often scripture will illustrate God's character for us. Okay, so our first question is, what did the scripture mean then? And we explored a little bit about what it meant to be a shepherd. And then what does it mean today? What's the general principle we might take away? Well, God provides, that's one thing, and provides in the way we people need. So that's a, a second thing. So we come to our third question. What does the passage mean to me? What does it mean maybe to my family or to my church or to my community? Um, how does the character of God apply to the details of my life? In the face, so for me, this last year, I've experienced a good bit of anxiety about all kinds of things. And that's expressed itself and, you know, shown up in my life in different ways, but I've been fretful. And so in the face of my anxiety, I can take assurance in the Lord's care for me and my family, that the Lord is my shepherd. And so the, I don't need a, a still water or green grass, but there are things I need from the Lord and I can trust the Lord to lead me to the things that I need. Um, and, and as I think about that, that's important for me to recognize because in the last year, we our family's had challenges, just like I'm sure yours has. Personally, I've struggled just like I'm sure you have. And yet, if I look back over the last year, uh, which at times was uh, very, made me very anxious, um, I can look back and see that the Lord has been my good shepherd. And so when I ask, what does this passage mean to me? Uh, it allows me to affirm the good news that the Lord is my shepherd, not just a good shepherd, but is Blaine's good shepherd. And I invite you to trust in that good news as well. So those are three quite simple questions that can be very helpful to, as you are reading your Bible. To, and you won't always know the answer, and that's okay. Uh, sometimes we wrestle with the question. We won't answer all three all the time. Um, and, you know, it maybe we need to go look something up in a book or in a map um, before we really understand uh, what Scripture meant back then. And then we can say, what does it mean in general? What does it mean today? And then what does scripture mean? What does the passage mean for me uh, in, in this day? Because it might mean something different for you. Uh, you know, I, I was led to appreciate the ways God has taken me to what I've needed. Maybe you're facing an anxiety and need to be reminded that the Lord will take you to what you need. I, I don't know your particular needs, but uh, that's a possibility. So you, you answer for yourself, what does the scripture mean for me? Based in understanding what it meant long ago, what it means in general, and then you ask what it means for you. So I, I hope that uh, those are three simple questions you can use as you read your Bible. And I encourage you to read your Bible. Maybe read the rest of the 23rd Psalm or look at it, think of a passage you know by heart. Um, 
and uh, that that will guide you in good scripture reading. Of course, we do better scripture reading when we do it together, uh, which reminds me uh, we're going to have a Bible our Bible studies going on this Thursday. That's going to be hybrid here at the church, uh, outside, but also online. And um, so if you want to be a part of that, reach out to me and I'll give you the link to be a part of that. Um, I do want to say hi to Kim and Elaine. I see you're with me today. Maybe some others are too. I hope so. I know some people will catch this later on, and I hope it's a blessing to you. Another piece of news, we are holding a vaccine clinic here at the church. Actually, it's going on right now. It's from 2 to 5 on Tuesday. We are planning uh, to hold it again next week, so you can be a part of that. And I, uh, if you haven't taken care of that, I encourage you to come on down, and let's, uh, let's get that done, something you know we can do for our neighbors to care for other people. Care for ourselves too. You know, we don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sick and I don't want you to get sick. So, um, uh, hope you'll be a part of that. Um, if you haven't take care, taken care of your vaccine, we are worshiping back out on the lake at 8.30 and in our sanctuary at 10.30 and online, as long as the technology works, online, both places, both times. And hope to see you soon, one way or another. God bless.